RC. See you out there, boy. Yeah. See you. Yeah. I gave you fair warning. Y'all ready? I gave you fair warning. Beware. I went mic on the mic. What's up, the brand new one time for your mind? He gave you fair warning. Now it's time to smack him in the mouth with that raw sports talk from the town. Sweet chin music to your favorite sportscaster. Mike on the mic with sports talk that matters. Reppin' for the West, see the palms in the logo. Mike on the mic, sports pod, let's go. I gave you fair warning, beware. Smack him in the mouth. I gave you fair warning, beware. You are tuned into episode 18 of the Mike on the Mic Sports Podcast. I am Mike, and I am on the mic of the most electrifying sports podcast in the game today. What is up, y'all? I hope everything is going great. We are live on TikTok right now. If you want to check us out and you want more content from me, head over to the Instagram page at Mike on the Mike Sports. Head over to the TikTok page at Mike on the Mike Sports. Head over to the Facebook page at Mike on the Mike Sports. And head over to the YouTube page at Mike on the Mike Sports, which I have an announcement to make regarding the YouTube page. The YouTube page has been kind of dull. The YouTube page has been kind of flat uh, just because I've been focusing on working on my craft creating content on other platforms like TikTok, uh, and the, the YouTube page has kind of really just been sitting there, honestly. Um, I haven't known what I'm going to do on YouTube until now. So, you are, if you're tuned in and you're listening to this podcast right now, you are listening to the final completely audio podcast in Mike on the Mic history. And I know that's sad because I know you probably enjoy this on a weekly basis to listen to it on a Thursday morning or Friday morning, Saturday morning, or even Sunday morning before the games start. But with increased video production by myself in other platforms, with increased uh, creativity in other platforms, and I'm going to have an increased amount of time to create content due to the fact that my college is going to be on winter break, we are taking the Mike on the Mike Sports Podcast. We are taking the sports heat straight to YouTube. And I know that we will be the most electrifying sports talk on YouTube in the game today, as I say every week. I appreciate everyone who has been along with me on this ride. This is a big step for me because I'm going from my you know, listenership on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, all that, and I'm going to YouTube where it's going to be a completely new world for me. It's going to be a completely new place for me um, starting at pretty much zero. I know there's a few subscribers on there, but uh, yeah, this is... This is going to be a big step for me. It's going to be a big step for the show because once we go to YouTube, if we can start to grow, we can figure it out. I'm sure Joe Morley will help me out with that because he's a big YouTube guy. He knows what's going on over there. Uh, I think that we can prosper and this show can take itself to new heights on the platform of YouTube. And I'm getting in the YouTube game kind of late here. I feel like I should have done it probably about three months ago, honestly. Or maybe when Mike and the Mike was born from Come On Man Sports, maybe I should have went straight to YouTube. But hey, 
Better late than never. I've been super busy with school, super busy with finals, and here comes the bad news. This week, all I'm doing is the NFL pickums because I do have a final today. I have a bio final. I have to finish it by midnight tonight. It's 400 questions, so wish me luck on that one. Um, yeah, so I'm going to be watching the game, working on my final, uh, which today is Wednesday when I record these episodes, so I'm watching the Steelers-Ravens game, as weird as that is. Excited to see RG3 out there. But yeah, that is what is going on. That is why this episode is only going to have one topic. Might be a little short. You're probably used to 45 minutes to an hour. Expect around 30 minutes, 35 minutes for this episode. The final episode that is only audio, we're going to YouTube. You're going to see clips. You're going to see uh, the full episode still on YouTube. It's just going to be with the video. I'm going to bust out the camera. We're going to get it going on YouTube. But anyways, let's get straight into the show. All we got this week is the NFL Pickums, but I went through each game, broke it down. I'm going to give you guys a good analysis of every single team in the NFL today. So let's get into it. Let's get into the Sports Heat, episode 18, and the last episode that is only audio. Here we go. So week 12 is almost done and I say that because today as I'm recording this in about 30 minutes we're going to get to see RG3 versus the Pittsburgh Steelers in a interesting game at that half the Ravens team is out but at the same time I still just have a feeling it's going to be a good game just because it's Steelers Ravens and they always put on good games last year half the Steelers team was out and it was still good games between the Steelers and the Ravens so I have no reason to believe that it's not going to be a good game between the Steelers and the Ravens today even though half the Ravens team is out we will see uh, what goes down in that game but I'm talking week 13 I'm looking into the future I'm out of the past at this point so let's dive straight into it little time to waste like I said I got 30 minutes till the game starts and I definitely want to watch that game so starting off we had the Browns going to Tennessee to play the Tennessee Titans, and this is not the Thursday night football game. There is no Thursday night football game uh, with the game on Wednesday tonight. They move the schedule around. They have a game on Tuesday next week, but no Thursday night football game. This is another huge game for both of these teams. It seems that they are in a must-win scenario every single week, both the Titans and the Browns. Look at both of these teams. I see both of them getting 11-plus wins this year, which is amazing for the Browns, by the way. Super happy for that fan base. Super happy for the Browns as a team. Overall, just a very impressive season. This is this is the turnaround that this franchise has been begging for for 20 years. You know, it's been, it's been a tough grind, and I feel for them because I'm a Chargers fan. I've gone through a similar uh, painful uh, stretch of years, but... These guys, man, the fans of the Browns are diehard fans, no matter if you're 0-16 or 16-0, and that is what is great about sports. It truly is. For the Browns, this is a test to see if they are actually contenders in the AFC this year. As expected, Derrick Henry has gotten better and better as the defenses get more and more tired as the season goes on. So for the Browns, if they can even hold King Henry to 100 yards, even if they lose, It'll show a lot to me about the Browns and what they're going to do in the playoffs this year. I'll take Tennessee to win as my prediction or as my pick, but it wouldn't be insane if the Browns stuck it tough in this game, stuck through this game, and were right there at the end with a chance to win it. It wouldn't be crazy to me. 
Um, I think the Titans are good, and but I said it all year. The Titans are really one-dimensional. So if you can stop Derrick Henry, they're going to have a really hard time beating good teams. So they could lose games like this. Uh, we've seen this in the past with the Colts, how they beat them a couple weeks ago. But then the next game, when they couldn't stop Derrick Henry, they get absolutely destroyed. It really is all on Derrick Henry's bat back. And that's why I don't think the Titans are Super Bowl contenders to me, just because when it comes to the playoffs, the good teams are going to find a way to slow Derrick Henry down, at least to the point where they can win. Teams like the Chiefs, teams like the Steelers, uh, teams even like... I don't know. <laughs> teams, teams like the Chiefs, teams like the Steelers, good teams are going to keep this this team out of the Super Bowl, in my opinion, until they could figure out something in the pass game that is equivalently as damaging to the run game. To this day, I think I've gotten two, maybe three games right trying to predict the Browns to win or lose. They've been so back and forth. Um, so here we go. I picked them to lose. Maybe they'll win. I wouldn't be surprised if they won. Moving on, we have the Las Vegas Raiders. Ugh, I hate the Raiders versus the New York Jets. Look, the Raiders, a lot like the Browns, are hard to figure out. When the Raiders play good, they will actually beat any team in the NFL. When they play amazing football, they could beat anyone. That's the talent the Raiders have on this roster with John Gruden at the helm of all things. But when they play bad... They could lose to any team in the NFL, as we saw last week. If they come out and play that way against the Jets, they could be the Jets' first victory, which is crazy to say because the Raiders are a playoff team or, or at least a wild-card bubble team. But, man, when they play bad, they get blown out. They get destroyed. When they play good, they play amazing. They play the best in football. The Raiders need to show some fire. They need to show that they are indeed a playoff team in the next couple of weeks, starting right here with the Jets. The AFC wildcard picture is heating up and heating up and heating up with every week that goes by, and the Raiders need to heat up with it. Raiders beat the Jets uh, in a route, hopefully for the Raiders' sake. Good little confidence win for them. Jaguars traveling to Minnesota to play the Minnesota Vikings. If the Jets accidentally win a game, the Jaguars are knock, knock, knocking on Trevor's door. Yeah, I know. Don't quit my day job. I don't have a day job. This is my day job. Don't quit podcasting. Don't quit talking for singing because that was awful. Vikings are a team that I have said all year are better than their record suggests. Here it is. They finally get back to 500 after a 1-5 start this week versus the Jaguars. That's right, the Vikings will be 5-1 and one in their last six games after they win this game this week. And they are, they are in this NFC wildcard picture right there. And whether they make it or not, the, the, the way they've turned this season around, uh, usually when you go 1-5, and five, you could just wrap it up. You can just turn in your ticket. You're going to be a top uh, pick next year. But the Vikings didn't give up, and they've gone on a hot streak, and here they are. They're going to be 500. Uh, after this win versus Jacksonville this week. That's how confident I am in them beating the Jaguars. Moving on, we have the Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Miami to play the Miami Dolphins. And since the injury to Joe Burrow, I think the Bengals have no juice left. They have no gas in the tank, as people like to say, and I fully expect them to lose out. Or at least, you know, maybe if they beat a team, it's going to be a Jaguars or it's going to be a Jets later on in the season. Dolphins are a team on a mission right now. Whether it is Tua or Fitzmagic at quarterback, I think the Finns win these games that they should win. And they are one of these teams that are, you know, the five or six teams battling for three available AFC wildcard spots. So they need this. Give me the Dolphins. 
Next up, we have the Indianapolis Colts traveling to Houston to play the Houston Texans. Texans! Traveling to Houston to play the Houston Texans. This could be a trap game. It is in Houston. The Texans have been playing very well. They're actually 3-1 in their last four games. It is the first time that they've played Indy this year. The Colts may be the better team overall, and they are. I mean, I'm not even saying maybe. They are the better team right now. But looking at what they have done recently, look, they lost to the Ravens a couple weeks ago. They beat the Titans in a very impressive win that had everyone, like, really high, really excited for the Colts after that win versus the Titans on Thursday night. But the next week got kind of lucky versus Green Bay. If MVS doesn't fumble, you know, they lose that game. And then they got walloped last week against Tennessee. So really... This Colts team could be 1-3 in the last four games if, the, if MVS doesn't fumble that ball in overtime right there. So, in a world where I need some upsets to catch up to what offseason, Adam, again, I'm competing uh, with a couple other great podcasters to see who can get the most wins this season, and I'm behind by about six or seven games right now. I'm competing with... The Robson Sportscast, love that guy's show. Go check him out. You can find him at the Robson Sports Podcast, I believe, on Instagram. What off season? You can find him at what off season, and the season is spelled S Z N. If you guys are having confusion, um, Adam, he's winning right now. At Piggy Bank Picks, he's an old rival. You can find him at Piggy Bank Picks, and my current rival, who I battle every week on Friday Night Wars. Go check it out. It's a great show to watch. Uh, at Joe Morley Sports, who I really. Out of everyone in this, I just want to beat Joe Morley. So I, that's all I care about is that I beat Joe. But anyways, in a world where I'm down six or seven gains from the leader right now. Sorry, I just got a message. It's random. This episode is going to be unlike any other episode. This is the last episode. But anyway, so in a world where I need an upset to catch up to these guys, uh, I'm going to take Texans in an upset. Uh, I really think the Texans will cover. If, if we're if we're predicting. I don't know what the margin is going to be. It's going to be a large margin. But I think this is going to be a close game. Like a field goal game. I think it's going to be a good battle between two teams here. I think Deshaun Watson is determined to prove that he can carry these guys. And he's going to have to carry these guys. Especially I think there's some Will Fuller drama. He may not play in this game. This is going to be a sneaky good game to watch this week. I'm taking the Texans because I need to take some upsets. And I need to pick my spots. Pick my spots and, and hopefully land them. I might not land them. But I got to take the shot. I'd rather take the shot and say, hey, I gave my best effort than just keep taking the favorites win every game and I just keep pace with uh, the leader and lose by six games. I'm going to take my shot, and if I lose by 10 or 15 games this year, I lose by 10 or 15 games this year. At least I could say I tried. You know what I mean? So this is a game where I could see them winning. It's like a lot like last week when the Chargers played Buffalo. It was a game I could see an upset happening. Uh, it wouldn't be crazy to me, so I'm taking the upset. So I'm taking the Texans to beat the Colts, as crazy as it sounds. And look at people are just joining the live stream, probably like crazy. What you just say? What I think you said? <laughs> no, uh, it's because I'm I'm down in the competition, so I got to pick some upsets. This is one that I could see happening, so I'm taking it. Moving on, we have the Lions, Detroit Lions traveling to Chicago to play Chicago Bears. This is a close game. That's probably going to be split amongst the picks with the people in this competition. This is going to be a grudge match between two teams that that whether they like it or not are really playing for pride here. Theoretically, they both could sneak into the wild card picture, but they are both. You know, seven and nine teams to me at best, maybe six and ten teams. Uh, the Lions maybe six and ten, the Bears maybe seven and nine, or vice versa. But the rivalry from within, the rivalry between these two teams makes this still a very fun game to watch. But who wins it? I think it's a very good chance 
that we see Mitchell Trubisky perform well in this game. This is a good shot for him to earn a long-term backup job in the NFL. I'm going a little bit of a rant here. Um, as great as Mitch's potential was, you know, and I say was because the Bears kind of killed it, that's it, man. Him getting benched is kind of a nail in his coffin with the state of the quarterback position in the NFL right now. There's not many spots, and there's going to be some moving pieces this offseason, some big Big names like Dak Prescott, possibly Carson Wentz, possibly other big names. Uh, you're going to see Trevor Lawrence. You're going to see Justin Fields, Trey Lance, all these guys. You know what I mean? So I don't I don't know where there's going to be room for Mitchell Trubisky to find a starting job away from the Bears in the offseason this year. But if he's smart, he'll come out in games like this and show the rest of the NFL that he can manage a game, that if he needs to come in, he can keep your team competitive coming off of the bench. It's what Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston are in New Orleans. It's what Colt McCoy has been his whole career. Josh McCown, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a guy who has been living and makes a living off of being that guy that can come off the bench and, and keep your team competitive in an emergency situation. There is a place in the NFL for Mitch Trubisky, and he can prove that in the rest of this season or the rest of the games they allow him to play with Nick Foles out or bench or whatever's going on with him. And hey, who knows, maybe the Bears bring Mitch back next year, or maybe uh, he finds his way to another team that could use a young quarterback. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with Mitch, but I really think he's a backup quarterback. He's going to be one of those lifelong backup quarterbacks because he's still a good quarterback. He's still a good player. He just hasn't been placed in the right opportunities to thrive like some other players have that came out of the same draft class as him. Um, I don't think Mitch Trubisky... Should have been a first-round pick. I do still think that that was probably a bust by the Bears there. But I think he's going to be a long-term backup in the NFL, and this is his chance to prove that. Um, I should do a whole like talk or a whole episode or a whole segment just about the quarterback carousel that we're about to witness this offseason in the NFL. It's going to be wild. We're going to see people flying around all over the place, contract negotiations. It's going to be wild for the quarterback position. And I really think we could see every team – in the NFC East, change quarterbacks. Like, have we ever seen that? Where every team in a division changes quarterbacks? I don't think we've ever seen that. That would be pretty crazy. I'm taking the Bears to win this one back to the game. Uh, I think it's a grudge match again. I think it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a defensive game. Uh, the Lions, I just don't think, have enough to really beat the Bears in Chicago. And Mitchell Trubisky just plays average. I think the Bears can win this game. Moving on, we have the New Orleans Saints traveling to Atlanta to play the Atlanta Falcons. Look, the Falcons got a chance to see Taysom Hill once now. Um, I fully expect the Falcons to play better in this one compared to the first time they played Saints and their backup quarterbacks. Uh, they just blew out Las Vegas last week. They beat the Raiders. They're a good team. And like I said, I think that the Falcons are a sneaky good team in a way that you th you're going into the game looking at 4-7 and seven and you're like, oh, this is an easy win. But it's not by any means. The Falcons are not an easy win. You should beat them. But they are not an easy one, and if you sleep or you make a mistake, they could come out and beat you. Uh, I may change this pick if any injury news comes out with Julio Jones, which happens on a weekly basis, or any injury news comes out with any of the players on the Falcons, any of the main guys. But I'm going to take Atlanta to win. Again, this is another pick that I'm picking just because I have to take some upsets to try and catch up in the competition. I'm six games back. I fully would take the Saints if I was not six games back. But I think with the Saints, you know, going into it with backup quarterbacks, Falcons saw the backup quarterbacks once already, uh, and this is their second time going at it. They can put together a good game plan on Taysom Hill and try and slow him down, and, you know, their offense is going to show up and probably put up 30 points. So uh, I'm taking Atlanta 
Uh, this could be a trap game. I'm taking Atlanta to win this one just because I need to come back in these picks. Uh, and this is an upset. I'd have to pick for me to get back in it. Moving on, we have the New York football Giants traveling to Seattle to play the Seattle Seahawks. And, yeah, man, it's looking like the Hawks might win out now. Uh, and as as much as they struggled towards the middle of the season, that tough stretch of games they had, they have a cookie schedule to close the season out with the toughest foe left being the Rams. Uh, that one game they have against the Rams is really the only real competitive game I look to see the Seahawks have in this uh, stretch of games here to close the season out. It'll be a great game when they do play the Rams, but if Seattle wins every other game except that one, I think they still win the division at 12-4, and even if the Rams get that win, and I think that will be a sweep for the Rams this season over the Seahawks, and they would be a wild-card team. Giants won a tight game versus the bottom three team last week. The Giants might be coming out here with Colt McCoy again. The Giants go out there with Danny Dines. I don't think it's much better than Colt McCoy. <laughs> so I'm going to uh, look to see Russ Cook in this one uh, and Colt or Danny, whichever one is playing, just to fold. So I got Seattle in a blowout win over the Giants. means a lot for the Giants because the Giants are in that NFC East, whatever is going on there. But they could make the playoffs still, as weird as that is. Next we have the Los Angeles Rams traveling to Arizona to play the Arizona Cardinals. Man, there's a lot of great games this week, and this is another one. Uh, after heating up there, the Cardinals' youth is starting to show, as I kind of expected them to. Um, I was high on the Cardinals this offseason. I kept saying they're going to overperform. You guys, this could be the next 49ers of what we saw in 2019. Um, and they aren't quite that level of good, but they show some real bright spots. They show that this team is going to be good in this league in the years to come. Um, a lot of young guys have been stepping up, and they've given the illusion that the Cardinals are ready to make a run right this second. You know, while I'm also in love with this team, this is probably my third favorite team to watch. They're very exciting to watch. Uh, this season has been magical for them. I'm not going to deny that. But even with a little bit of magic versus Seattle in that in that primetime game where they won, or you know the the magic that we saw in the Buffalo uh, Hell Murray as people are calling it, the Hail Mary pass to DeAndre Hopkins, the Cardinals are still a six and four team. Struggling in this wildcard picture, trying to recapture the momentum that they had, that magic that they had uh, in the middle of the season. The Rams just lost to the 49ers, but I think we are overreacting a bit to that loss. It is a bad loss, but if you look at why they lost, the Rams are 100% dependent on the offense to just play average. And they'll squeak out close defensive battles. Because defense is so good that all they need their offense to do it's kick field goals and don't turn the ball over. You know, score two touchdowns, kick a few field goals. We'll win 24 to 20 every single game. That's not what happened last week. <laughs> Jared Goff and the Rams offense came out, laid an egg, turned the ball over a bunch of times, and overall that just killed them. That killed them, and they were still close in that game, even with Jared Goff what throwing pick sixes to defensive linemen, and it was it was ridiculous, man. It was a really bad, poorly uh, offensive game for the Rams. That's the only way that they're going to lose to the Cardinals if they come out and do that again this week, which I'm not going to predict to happen because that doesn't happen. You know what I mean? It doesn't happen in the NFL. Uh, so I don't think. He does it back-to-back -back weeks. I don't think Goff struggles this much back-to-back -back weeks. If they can even eliminate half the mistakes, they would have destroyed San Fran last week. If they could just eliminate the pick six that he threw and instead they get a field goal, they won the game. I mean, that's all that the Rams are this year. They're not good enough to beat the really good teams, but they're not bad to the point where they're going to lose uh, a bunch of games in a row. Uh, so I, I don't even know if they've lost two in a row this season. Um, I was wrong about the Rams. I thought they were going to take a huge step back. I thought they were going to take a step back all the way to the bottom of the division. Uh, but not quite that much of a step back for the Rams this year. I think they make the playoffs, uh, and they, they get eliminated in the first round or second round of the playoffs. But 
For this game, I'm taking the Rams to beat the Cardinals as high as I am on the Cardinals. I just think that they're dis dis just a little bit, just a little bit more, just a little bit. One more offseason, the Cardinals are going to be there, compete for that division. One more offseason, mark my words. Moving on, we have the New England Patriots versus the Los Angeles Chargers, and it's crazy because Renee just texted me and said, hey, we need to do a, a Chargers-Patriots uh, pregame show or something together. For all the Come On Man Sports OGs that are listening to the podcast right now, this is the game of the year for us, right? The storyline here is the Electric Herbert versus the Patriots defensive genius in Bill Belichick. The reason I am not taking my team to win this, and I know you're probably shocked, you're not taking the Chargers to win? But it's your Los Angeles Chargers and my Los Angeles Chargers. Why aren't you taking the Chargers to win? But here is why. It's been a very long season. It's been a bunch of heart-wrenching losses. When I mean a bunch, I mean eight heart-wrenching losses out of 11 games. That is painful. And even two of the wins have been heart-wrenching wins. Uh, wins that we shouldn't have been close in games, and, they, and we were. So the reason I am not taking my team to win this one is because I have realized what is happening here. Instead of continuing to dig my hole, instead of continuing to do the same thing over and over again and just keep losing, or, or you know, that's the definition of insanity, right? Just keep doing the same thing over and over again, expect a different result. Uh, I realize what's happening, and I'm just going to accept my defeat and, and, and lay down with the Chargers this year. While the Chargers can win this game, Herbert is having to win two battles every week. That's what's going on. Sorry, my dog started barking uh, and kind of right in the middle of a rant. So that's great. Anyways, and she just yawned. So she probably can go to sleep. But what I'm saying is, is that Justin Herbert is having to win two battles every week. He's tasked with beating his opponent, the, the, the team that the Chargers play week in and week out, whoever it is on our schedule. But he also has to win the battle of awful play calling. He also has to win the battle of awful decision making. He has to win the battle with his opponents and their defense. And he has to win the battle versus his own coaching staff trying to shoot themselves in the foot. Veterans like Joey Bosa, Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry recognize what's going on. They've given little like ah, you know, like they're they're coming they're coming out. They're saying they're frustrated, but they don't want to go full blown. Cuz they don't know what's going to happen and they know that they don't want to do that to their team and bring that into the locker room. So it's like they come out and they say we need to do better, we need to do better here, 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 and also by the way, we could have made a better decision here. And they say it really quietly under their breath. But, yeah, they're all thinking it. We're all thinking it as fans. We're all thinking it as fans, and we're all struggling to get through this season. That's all we got to do is just get through this season and get onto new coach and staff, new everything. And every Chargers fan in existence is calling for Lynn's job. Don't get me fooled or at all. You know, there's a few people out there that are like, no, it's the injuries and stuff. No, this, is, this has gotten really out of hand, especially last week if you go and watch that game. So this is the battle that we see every single week, and that's why I'm not going to take the Chargers to win this game. If you told me that a rookie quarterback had to win two battles a week, so 32 battles, I'm not going to take him to win. So I think I'm done with my bolts this year. This might be, you know, last week might be the last time I take them to win the games. Uh, the talent is there, but there's only so much they can do when your own head coach is forgetting what down it is in a National Football League game. Jeez, man, the Patriots are going to win this one, in my opinion, and now the Chargers – We'll have to figure things out going into this offseason, what's going on with the coaching situation. Now that I pick against them, watch Chargers are going to start to pull off these wins now. I, I can just feel it. Moving on to the next game of week 13 action. Again, I sincerely apologize for my dog 
Uh, she's in here because my wife's working right now, and, and it's right next to the backyard where she works. So trying to keep things peaceful for her. As much as I love doing the podcast, as important it is to me, as much pride I take uh, in doing the podcast each week. Her work is way more important. She does stuff that's way more important than I do, talking sports here into a microphone once a week. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I put it, I let the dog out for now. So let's keep going with these pickums. We got the Philadelphia Eagles traveling to Green Bay to play the Green Bay Packers. And here we go. You know what I mean? It's going to be a, a, a long stretch of games for the Eagles, right? And this is officially, you know, out of the first – the Eagles are officially out of first in the NFC least. Every game is a must win for the Eagles. But unfortunately, their schedule is loaded with games like these. Games that they can't win. Even if they play at their best, they can't win these games against these good teams. Because even at their best, they're not as good as the Green Bay Packers. This will start a long road for Philly. And if you're a Philly fan, I'm sorry, you're probably going to miss playoffs because of it. Packers are going to win in a route of the Eagles. Next game we have is the Denver Broncos traveling to Kansas City to play the Kansas City Chiefs. Look, I'm just going to say a few sentences. That's going to explain this one for you. Broncos at Chiefs. Andy Reid is one of the best coaches in football. Tyree Kill is one of the best receivers in football. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in football. Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in football. The Chiefs are too good to lose Denver. Chiefs are going to beat the Broncos. Moving on, we have the Washington football team going to Pittsburgh to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this is a similar thing to the last game. As abstract as my opinion on this Baltimore versus Pittsburgh game is going to be, I think it's going to be a tough game. I think it's going to be back and forth between two teams. Uh, coming up in about, actually, it's it's about to start right now. Uh, the Steelers are another team that is just too good to lose to the Washington football team. So, yes, I have every team in NFC East losing this week again. Great. And yeah, that's a little bit of a spoiler for the next couple of games. We only got two games left to call. We got the Buffalo Bills traveling to San Francisco to play San Francisco 49ers. This is this is going to be an interesting game. You know, the Bills are very lucky versus any team other than the Chargers. If you turn it over three times in the fourth quarter, you can expect to lose that game. You know, ask uh, the Rams, who just dropped a game to the 49ers last week. You know, they should have won that game against San Fran. Buffalo's opponent this week is San Fran. So here we go. You know what I mean? We're in a situation where if the Bills make those kind of mistakes like the Rams and the Bills did last week, the Niners could sneak this one out. I'm going to take the Bills to win because the Bills are a much better team than San Fran, especially with all the injuries. But they got to clean up those mistakes in the clutch time. They got to clean up those mistakes they made in the game last week that I got to watch, you know, from first snap to last snap. Here is the Cowboys' chance. The Tuesday night football, we're going to have the Cowboys versus the Ravens with every other NFC East team having tough opponents and probably losing this week. Here is the Cowboys' chance to get back in the race. Unfortunately, they just aren't good enough. And the combination of the Ravens possibly dropping to 6-5 and five and needing this win to stay in this wildcard picture after today uh, versus the Steelers, this game is going to be must-win. So the combo of that plus... Lamar Jackson, you know, having two and a half, three weeks off to, to get some fresh legs under him. You know, any kind of punishment that he had taken in the weeks prior, not going to matter in this one. He's going to be fully healed, ready to go. That combo is not one that is going to be good for the Cowboys. It, it is not going to be a good sight on Tuesday night where everyone is going to be watching, 
you know, if we have Dak and we have the Cowboys we expected to have this year, this would be a very good game to watch. But in this situation, when the Steelers are going to be at – or the Ravens, the Steelers, the Ravens are going to be at full strength on Tuesday in front of the whole world, they're going to dominate this game. I think they're going to they're gonna beat the crap out of the Cowboys. Uh, sorry, excuse my French. But, yeah, I think this is going to be a blowout. Ravens are going to be fresh and ready to go after, you know, a couple weeks up until the Steelers game and then another week until – this Cowboys game. So if they lose this Steelers game, I think they come out and they win next week, uh, moving to what I believe be seven and five. And right there in that wild card picture, they got to win almost every game to close the season uh, to stay in it. Cause there's about, like I said, five or six teams battling for three spots in the wild card, which is awesome. It's going to be a fun thing to watch, It'll be fun games to watch for the rest of the season with all five or six of these AFC teams trying to get in. Uh, the Patriots are going to be one of them if they could beat the Chargers this week. Anyways, that's the NFL picks. Sorry, it wasn't your orthodox show. Usually my shows are very clean. You don't hear the mistakes. You don't hear all of that. But like I said, I have finals today. I don't have as much time to go and eliminate every time You know, I breathe in between talking. Uh, or put the brakes in the right spots, uh, or any of that. You know, you heard the dog barking or whining, trying to get out, so I let her out. Yeah, this is very unorthodox, Mike on the mic. But next week, starting next week, we're making the move. So I'm excited for it. Thanks for listening to NFL Pickums. I hope you enjoyed it, uh, and I hope uh, you guys come on over to YouTube with me. I would love that. I would love that for sure. I love the listenership on the Mike on the Mike Sports Podcast. I love the interaction on all of the social media pages that we have. So thank you all, and I will be moving on to the outro real quick, and that will be it for this week. And there you have it. The final audio-only episode of the Mike and the Mike Sports Podcast. Episode 18 is in the books. Gave you my NFL picks. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Again, go ahead over to the other platforms. We are Mike on the Mike Sports across the board now. Mike and the Mike Pod is no longer a thing. I just changed it to sports. I don't know why it hasn't been sports from the get-go. If you tuned into the live stream on TikTok and then you also listen to the episode, thank you so much, man. I appreciate y'all. Uh, it makes me feel real good. We got six people in the live stream right now, but it's been up to, you know, 10 people and down to two people back and forth throughout the entire time. Um, I'm sorry for the difficulties, technical difficulties, trying to get through this, trying to give you an episode still, trying to give you my NFL picks still at the same time as do well on this final I have today. The Steelers are playing right now. Uh, RG3 just threw an out to uh, the back, to the running back, and they're going to have to punt. So there you go. You get a little bit of a glimpse of the game uh, live on what's going on in the mic and the mic land, I'll call it. But, yep, that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in, and I will see you. And guess what? You will see me next week on YouTube. Head over there, Mike on the Mic Sports. Subscribe. Thank y'all. I gave you fair warning, beware. Smack him in the mouth. I gave you fair warning, beware. Smack him in the mouth. I gave you fair warning, beware. Smack him in the mouth.